cool hand podcast something you gotta deal with it's something you gotta deal with and we back and we back and we back check it out oh blow sticks in the night trying to light the way i'm just trying to love you right got a lot to say about you quiet when we fight Told me real life can never end, but it might, I don't know I'm crying ugly for you Say that you love me, I hope that you do Looking for signs, baby, show me the clue Your words scream alive, but your actions on mute, oh yeah. You make me feel things I haven't felt in ages I know love, it comes in stages Your love like ties, it comes in phases Trying to find a feeling, but I'm lost in the mazes Staring at your body, I get lost, it amazes Me because it feels like we're just on different pages Just let it go This cat is talented hey, Either love me or let it go Alright, that song that you were just listening to is called Glow Sticks by Kari Tari. Now, if I'm saying your name wrong, my brother, I I sincerely apologize because, you know, one thing we got in this world is our names, you know, and you don't want to get those, you know, have some random weirdo on a microphone saying your name wrong. So um, that's the way that I interpret this name, Kari Tari. I'm going to just call you Kari for the rest of this podcast. But um, that song is called Glow Sticks. It's off this new EP. Uh, This EP is called The Real Me. While I was down there in Charlotte uh, interviewing uh, Dev with Zoom and Live, also go check out that interview on the Cool Hand Podcast uh, YouTube page. You can check it out on Spotify. Um, Subscribe up. Subscribe on everything that I got, whatever. Anyway, um, we're at this little kickback, and I'm talking to somebody else um, with a podcast uh, who's a part of a podcast called Bias Aside. Uh, Shout out to uh, those brothers who do that. And the specific um, person I'm talking to at this little kickback, chopping it up, talking some nerdy podcast stuff. Um, Shout out to J.D. Jones. Shout out to J.D. because he put me on. As I was listening to Kari's music, I texted bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oftentimes, especially, you know, I ain't from Charlotte, so I'm in somebody else's territory. I'm in somebody else's backyard. You get the numbers. You do the Hollywood thing. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll link up next time I'm in town. Woo woo. No. And then you never end up using that person's number. No, I hit I hit dog up. I said, yo, this dude is nice. Like, thank you for putting me on. He's like, I'm glad you appreciate it. Yeah, dude is talented. Woo woo. So shout out to this brother. I am very much appreciative um, for the recommendation, because uh, uh, because I'm I'm here reviewing this music now, so this this person Kari he has uh, previous projects that I um, suggest you listen to. I didn't listen to the previous projects in full. I listened to select songs, but because I want to, I wanted to review this most recent project. That's what I'm going to be talking about. So I can't speak too much to his um Kari's previous music um but I did get a little uh a, a sample size of it by listening to some select songs um so you know if if you're a, a Kari fan uh let me know in the comments on YouTube Spotify give us uh you know give me some feedback tell me what you like most about his music but anyway this project the real me I don't know I started following this brother um 
not too long ago, honestly, not too long ago. And apparently this might be his last project. I don't know. As soon as, you know, I start tapping in with your music, that's when you want to start quitting the quitting the music and retiring. But I'm going to just tell y'all like this. Uh, if you make music, y'all never really retire. Like the when you're a musician, rapper, singer, guitar player, whatever, you never really retire. You never really quit. You always have that music inside of you. You always have the desire to make music or you might hear a song on the radio or just a song that you like and you start making your own harmonies to the joint or you if you're a rapper you hear an instrumental or a beat that you like you might start you know freestyling to it or writing a little something here and there you know despite me being a a retired um, rapper and undefeated battle rapper and like often you know sometimes I'll be like oh this is hard I might you know think of a couple lines here and there something like that so that that's that's to the retirement thing artists never retire even if they're not putting out music they never retire that that burning is still within them I can be wrong but I feel like I'm not and that's why I'm saying it so uh this might be this might be the last project you guys get from Kari Tari for a very long time um or if all um so this is just an EP, uh, a short, uh, a short but enjoyable ride that he's going to take us on. But let's do some history. And this isn't history into a uh, Kari uh, per se, as they say. As I was listening to his music and the sound that he has, and I mean this with all due respect, back in 2010 um, or, or let's let's take it back. Maybe in t- 2008, there was a, a young artist who was coming from. Um, the country of Canada. He was previously on a, on a show called Degrassi, The Next Generation. He played somebody called Wheelchair Jimmy. Now, Wheelchair Jimmy was on the basketball team. He was cool with some other weirdos in, in, in Degrassi High School. And he got caught up with some some angry nerd <laughs> who um, <laughs> who ended up doing something to Drake or, uh, or Wheelchair Jimmy and put him in a wheelchair so uh shout out to Degrassi the next generation but that the 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 actor who played wheelchair Jimmy was also a rapper he was a rapper and a singer and they called him Drake now when I first heard this Drake character I remember my brother put me on he was like I had to be in like eighth grade and my brother said you know the dude who plays Jimmy on Degrassi because it used to come on in the mornings uh in the summertime I'm like, yeah, he's like, he's a rapper. And he showed me this song called Ransom. And I'm listening to the song and the bars were not matching up with the idea that I had of this wheelchair Jimmy Drake kid. And I'm like, this isn't him. This is not this is not dude. I thought my brother was playing with me. I thought he was like, you know, messing with me like this is not dude. And then when he said, I'm the same yellow boy that used to play up on the grass, he can cop a hundred thousand just for anyone who asked me something like that. And I'm like, oh, OK, what's the point of me saying all of this? Well, Drake comes out in uh, 2007, 2008, and uh, he drops his first studio album in, in uh, 2010. And one of the most impressive things about Drake is um, his longevity. But whether you like him or not whether you would like to acknowledge it or not. And I know that Drake isn't a sole entity. You know, Drake is the face, but behind Drake are a lot of people. There's a lot of people that make Drake happen, whether it's 
um, creative designers, um, um, for people to help form an identity with what we call Drake, the person behind Drake. Of course, you have writers, and I know there was the whole ghostwriting scandal, and we're going to talk about that in another episode. But the sound of, I don't want to say music changed, but the direction that hip-hop was going in, I definitely think Drake had a big part in shifting that. Um, So much to the point where Drake would rap about people sounding like him and things like that. But that was the early 2010s, okay? Now, I like to say that um, Drake um, birthed a lot of, of offspring. And once again, I, I don't say this with any, um, I, I, I don't say this in a bad way. I'm just taking things back because um, I feel like it, it's nice to uh, go back and look at the origins of some things. And I'm not saying Drake is the father of everybody out here because behind Drake, there is party next door behind Drake. There is the Quentin Millers behind Drake. There's the weekend where if you do your homework, the weekend gave um, a handful of songs to Drake for one of people. They say is one of his best albums is take care, um, which yeah, I, I, I guess so. But um, so, yeah, there was a change. You started seeing people like like The Weeknd. And although The Weeknd was his own person, The Weeknd was his own person, he had a hand in that shift because he was a part of the identity of Drake. So you had people like The Weeknd, uh, the guy Roy Woods. You had Bryson Tiller. You had Party Next Door, early Party Next Door. And then you started seeing like Tory Lanes and... Um, Ah, there's some other people that I that um, come to mind, but there is a specific sound. And um, when you hear these guys, you you have that sound. And I and I think I always identify it with um, that shift in music in the early 2010s or, you know, 2012, 2013 era, which I think Drake pioneered in a sense. So with Drake. Um, pioneering a certain sound along with the others like The Weeknd. You had Bryson Tiller. And then there's some people who don't care about no Drake. You you can't tell them nothing about no Drake, but they're a Bryson Tiller fan. And they look up to Bryson Tiller. Or you have somebody when it comes to Tory Lanez on some melodic stuff when he makes his R&B tracks. Ain't no Drake. I don't care about no Bryson Tiller. I rock with Tory Lanez. That's where I get my inspiration from. You know what I'm saying? So I I hope you you was walking with me this whole time and you kind of got the picture. Um, so when I was listening to um, Kari Tari's music, I said he sounds like an offspring of that shift in um, in hip hop um, with the melodic stuff, the melodic flow, um, but not in a bad way. He doesn't sound like he's a carbon copy of anyone, which was the problem for a while. You had a lot of just straight up clones. And I think the same thing goes on in music now where these people bite something. There's a difference between having inspiration and biting. A lot of people were just biting and a lot of people to this day bite. They hear a sound, they take a sound. They hear another sound, they take a sound. You, you, I'm very passionate about this. This is I, I knew I was going to have fun with this episode because this is the music that um, I really rock with this. I really rock with this with this uh, guy's music. So 
Um, you know, I don't know. I, I have not talked to him. I don't know him. Um, he has no idea that this is coming out. If this comes, you know, if this, you know, if he somehow sees this, let me know who your inspirations are. Um, let me know. So I feel like this, uh, this person is an offspring of that era of music. He's like, you know, the Bryson Tiller, Tory Lanez type people, um, but with his own identity. And I'll get into a little bit to that identity factor a little bit later. So um, the Real Me EP um, it is four songs. It has a song called Glow Sticks, which we just listened to. The Real Me, which is the title track. Um, Wait Too Long and then Through the Pages. And I have some notes here and we're going to briefly go through each one of these songs and then I'll just wrap it up after, you know, I, I gave my whole soliloquy about um, Drake, The Weeknd, all that crap. You know, all of these songs have a message and I'll speak more on that in the concluding um, remarks of this podcast. But so Glow Sticks and even with the title of this song, glow sticks. I'm like, okay, that's kind of peculiar. That's really specific. There must be some type of sentimental meaning um, behind, you know, glow sticks. You know, he talks about glow sticks in the night, try to something, but, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know the correlation. So I imagine the glow sticks um, illustration, comparison, analogy, whatever, um, is something real personal to him. It might be, you know, an Easter egg. I don't know if it's something in a in another project, but he says in the song, love me or let, let it go. The gist of this song to me was, okay, your words are not matching your actions. Uh, this has an, a heartbreak type vibe, but although it's upbeat, it's kind of like, you know, the, the beat of the song is actually good. You know, you can nod your head to it. You can, you know, move to it, move your hips, bob your head, all of that stuff. But the actual content of the song is like, okay, what are we doing here? Like you say that you love me, but you don't show it. Like your actions are very quiet. You can scream from the top of a mountain. I love you. I love you. This is my. But what do your actions say? Your actions say otherwise. Your actions say, you know, I I couldn't care less or um, you're not a priority, so on and so forth. So um, he says it. He says can't tell that you love me by the way that you've been moving. And, uh, and he goes on to say, you know, I, I end up expressing it through the music, something like that. So, um, that's the first song. And this is a great song. It has a star next to it on Apple music. And I'm going to break one of my, one of my rules for songs when a song, you know, has like a star on Apple music. I don't use Spotify, it's like one of the most played or something like that. That's my understanding. And sometimes when I see like a star on like the first three songs, okay, that's because everybody's playing it from the beginning. And of course, these first three songs are getting like the most plays. Like it doesn't mean that these are the favorite songs. It's like, okay, we turned it off after the first couple songs or we never finished listening to the album. We'll listen to the first three and then it's like, okay, let's turn to something else. This is whack. There's only four songs on here. And for good reason, I would say this song has that star next to it, because as you heard it in the beginning, I wanted to I wanted to turn it off way earlier. 
I only want to play so much of a song in the beginning of these podcasts. But the thing is, I didn't want to. I didn't want to turn it off. If it was up to me, we would still be. It is up to me, but you know what I mean. If it was up to me, we would still be listening to the whole joint this whole time. And then I would get started afterwards. So it's on you to listen to this project if you haven't done it already. As I continue, this is a really good song. And I understand why many people uh, would want to play this one specifically. Now, the next song is the title track, The, the Real Me. So I would imagine this song has a little more significance. Um, although all four songs are great, this is the title track for a reason. So this one's a little bit calmer, but I like it a lot. It has what I think is the acoustic guitar. And I said in one of my reviews um, for Ty Cam and Manny Zumar, the song Sailing to the Moon, on the bridge portion of that song, um, everything became quieter. There were no drums, no synths, no none of that. It was just Manny singing. And whether it was the ukulele or the guitar or banjo, it was just vocals, strings, vocals, strings, backup vocals, strings, where there's less distraction, where you're forced to listen to what the artist is saying. There's not anything else to take you from it. So I associate this song with intimacy. By chance, this the, the song title was called The Real Me. So we're getting, in my opinion, an intimate view, intimate view of uh, Kari on this song. So this song uh, uh, like I said, is personal. And what I have written down here is being reluctant, being afraid to be vulnerable. He alludes to not wanting to end up like his parents having a, what I believe is a bad relationship. He says, you see the real me, see me clearly. But he also says that I'm afraid you can never love me. And I'm paraphrasing there. So once again, these are valid feelings that I think many people go through. Whether it's someone who's never been in a relationship before or someone who's been in many relationships that haven't worked out. Maybe at some point you get discouraged and say, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just meant to be single. You know, maybe it. Marriage, love just isn't for me because every time I reach a certain point with somebody else, it just all falls through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, after a while, you can be the most positive person in the world. And then you you just, you know, take two steps up and then four steps down, two steps up, four steps down, two steps. And it's like, OK. To the point where where you find something else, you might become um, apathetic and hardened to it. Like, is this even worth it? Like, is it even worth putting my real feelings out there? Is it worth letting loose in the sense of letting you see who I am, seeing my goofiness, seeing me cry, you know, expressing my myself to you? Because all these other times I just... It just doesn't work out. So it can be a scenario like that. 
It can be a scenario, like I said, somebody who can have an insecurity, like I've never been in a relationship before, or I've never had a serious relationship before. How how do I like, you know, you might be reserved or you just simply are a reserved person and it's hard for you to be vulnerable. So that is the main point that I get uh, from him in this song here. But at the same time, it's like there is a tug of war, so to speak. There's a pulling because he talks about how comfortable he feels around the person. But at the same time, doesn't like doesn't is afraid that you won't love him for the real him. So. This is this is some this is some real stuff like this is some real stuff, and that's. One of my um, one one of my favorite songs is only four of them. But um, so this next song, Wait Too Long. Now, this one is a top, top favorite song. Um, so in this song, he has like he kind of like raps with it, kind of flows with it. And this is the thing like this is how I know, like he's tuned in, tapped in, seasoned and polished, so to speak, because there's just certain things that a youngin, somebody who's new to this can't do dude had dude knows how to sing but it's not like i'm a one-trick pony i remember like there's r&b singers and no matter how legendary they are and no matter how much they're around music can't rap and not rap like you know super lyrical miracle and it's not satirical like not that type of rap i'm talking about like flow like like you 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 can probably have like the best bars in the world but if the flow isn't there nobody wants to hear it i'm gonna just keep it real or not nobody you know what i mean a lot of people might tune out because it's not the way that it's wrapped the package is ugly so I, I feel like the a flow is very important when it comes to people digesting um, the music, especially rap music. So and he's not like straight up rapping. It's kind of like a melodic rap, but um, he has some tune in it. Uh, so in this song, Wait Too Long, it's about not wanting to wait too long Um or trying to find the right time to tell someone how you feel about them. It's hard, you know, timing, <laughs> timing in a relationship is a hard thing. It's like, okay, when is the right time to uh, talk to this person about how I feel? What if we just need to wait a little bit longer? Or what if my, what if I wait too long and then they're interested in someone else? Or what if what, like all of these, what ifs pretty much, you know, one thing I learned, I'm not going to put my own personal opinion out there. Forget that. I'm not being held accountable or responsible for any opinions on romance. I'm out. So, <sighs> At a certain point, while he's conveying this message, uh, he starts rapping, what I call rapping, and he's pretty much saying, like, you know, he says, I know that we're young, but don't got no time to waste. He has some backup vocals behind his flow, and I really like this one because this one is, like, more of, it's a, what can I say? It's like a break, and... Once again, the content is real. The content isn't anything 
light. It's about, you know, waiting, to, waiting too long. You know, once again, I feel like there's like conflict within the song of like, I don't want to wait too long to tell you how I feel and just all the thoughts that go behind that. I really enjoyed the rapping part of that. It's like a break. It's kind of like you had the acoustic stuff and the super personal stuff in this last song. But although the content is still heavy and wait too long, uh, the way that the song is produced it's uh and, and having the, the the flow and everything it's uh it's a nice relief although it's still heavy now this last song um this was my favorite song content wise i would say but maybe it's more so how the song was written um now i'm somebody who does appreciate bars but that's not the word that I'm looking for let me just start talking about the song and maybe you'll get what I'm get what I'm trying to get at so this last song is called through the pages and um, he's comparing a what I imagine a quote-unquote failed relationship because just because I say this all the time and a brother told me this a very long time ago a very long time it was like eight years ago, he said, something not working out can be working out because if something didn't work out, it clearly wasn't the best thing for you and the other person. So although it may hurt, it's for the best. Okay. So I'm going to say failed in air quotes, a failed relationship, but peep this. Cause it seems like although the relationship is over, um, uh, Kari has some regrets or um, something he would like to change. And, you know, he's basically proposition, like asking, would you change anything or would you leave it as it is? So he's talking about um, this relationship, comparing their journey to a book, uh, specifically a storybook, chapters in this book. He's talking about chapters and stuff like that and, and pages. He said, my chapter in your book is over. All of our pages getting older, but I never wrote a sentence after you. My only regret are the things left unsaid. We never got to see what's written next. Oh, my goodness. This is what I'm talking about. There's a there's a level of talent. And that's the thing. What is what hits hard isn't always. And this is why I go at you rappers all the time. The stuff that hits hard isn't always the most complex thing. I feel like this is a simple um, this is a simple, uh, uh, I don't want to use the wrong word and look ignorant, but forget it. A simple metaphor. I can be using it right. I can be using it wrong. A simple metaphor talk, you know, comparing your, your, your relationship with somebody, your journey with somebody as like, you know, chapter, you hear people talk about that dumb stuff all the time. This chapter of my life is over. You know, uh, we're leaving this chapter in the past. Forget all that. What he's talking about, he doesn't make it sound corny. That's the only difference. The way, like real rap, he, this doesn't sound like this is some straight up cornball. I just, I'm letting this go and getting the hair, getting my hair trimmed. And nah, forget that. Like th this song is soft, 
but it's good. Like, that's the thing. Like, this is the song that I can see a lot of people. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to rewind on something. This is the song I can see people listening to when they're saying this chapter of my life is over. This is the song that you would like until you see somebody else like it. No disrespect. I might be the person that turns you off to this song. But you know what I mean? Like, there's certain songs where it's like, okay, like when you see it's like certain people can just ruin a song. And it's funny because as I say that, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, they're probably watching the person who's ruining the song for them. So this is this is a cold, this is a cold little inception moment here. Because uh, I'm speaking on people who ruin music for others while potentially being that person. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the cold part of all of this. But anyway, um, when I was listening to this song, I thought this would be the one that is that hits people the most. I think all of these songs can, you know, hit you in the heart there where you really relate to it. But I'm like, this is the song that transcends hip hop. This is the song that transcends like the hip hop R&B. This is the one that everyone will listen to and relate to. Real talk. Real, 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 real talk. So um, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, would you do anything over? You know, or leave, or, or or leave everything how it was. Would you change anything? Would you do this? Would you do that? You know, and it seemed like he was still hanging on um, in this song to something um, that he couldn't completely let go, although um, things have ended. So once again, I, you know, me talking about this can't do it all the justice. You really got to listen to this, the Real Me EP. And my concluding thoughts on this project, um, this the dude has a great voice. I didn't spend too much time talking about his voice. Um, because I don't, I don't know how that much, but he sounds great. Like, you know, he, he vocally sounds good. He's, he's not a rookie, not a rookie. He's not a rookie. He's not a rookie at all. He knows how to put a song together. He knows how to write a song, um, and and package it well to the point where, like I said, it doesn't sound corny and he doesn't overdo it. Music like that, like, you know, (sighs) Certain certain artists in this world, like when I was talking about like the um, the Drake influence, the weekend influence, I feel like a lot of like singers, like melodic people, like take themselves too seriously or try to be mysterious, like have a certain image where it's like, dog, just make your your dumb music. I don't care about like, you know, you trying to be philosophical and super deep and come off all like Arctic man. You're not that like. So I feel like the music doesn't. The music isn't full of itself. It doesn't come across pretentious. It doesn't come across like it just doesn't. The music isn't full of itself. If you understand what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying. Um, Every song is something that people can relate to as humans, whether you express it or not. um, We have emotions, so we are emotional beings. Um, We have a yearning to be loved. Uh, A lot of people, especially if, you know, you're young uh, in the dating world, you can relate to these things. And this is why I think uh, the music is great. Only four songs long. 
Um, it's a great listen. It's a quick listen, and I guarantee you'll want to play it again. Kari Tari, shout out to you. J.D. Jones, shout out to you. This is the Cool Hand Podcast. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, check me out on Spotify. You can also watch the video on Spotify. You don't only have to go to YouTube to uh, to watch the Cool Hand Podcast on video. So uh, that's it. This is the Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Easy.